Hi, we are the Fancy Football Fanatics. My name is Duncan and this week I'm joined by Ben in LA and Gary in Santiago. Welcome guys to the penultimate uh, podcast of the season. Um, ben, let's dive in with you first. What is your football moment of the week? It's a kind of tricky week because we've had game week 36. Um, we've had a couple of fixtures in game week 37. We're recording on Sunday night. So after Man U and Chelsea's semi-final in the FA Cup. So not a huge amount of Game Week 30 section fixtures uh, have taken place so far. But what what did you enjoy so far or in 36? Yeah, my, my football moment of the week, um, I think with a lot of other FPL managers eagerly watching exciting game, Norwich, Burnley. I feel like non, non-FPL uh, people would not be excited to watch that fixture um but i i brought in chris wood this week for calvert lewin and um he rewarded me with a, a bicycle kick where he kind of shinned it in against nine man norwich um which got me out of my seat so uh that that's my football moment of the week it wasn't wasn't the cleanest bicycle kick but um you definitely take it when you when you bring in a, a burnley player are you are you slightly disappointed with, you know, Chris Wood one goal, however spectacular it was, against nine-man Norwich? A little bit, I think, especially going at nine men. Some some terrible decisions by uh, Norwich Norwich players losing their heads. Um, but then it was kind of not unexpected that Burnley go one 0 up against nine men and then focus on <laughs> trying to defend and stifle Norwich. Um, I mean, Chris Wood hardly, I think, had a kick. Um, so I, a, a little bit of mixed feeling because I'm glad he didn't blank, honestly, because he, he didn't really look like he was doing much. Um, so I think I'll, I'll take it. Um, obviously, I haven't seen what Calvert-Lewin's going to do, but um, knowing Calvert-Lewin, he'll probably score a hat-trick now. But um, yeah. Three bicycle kicks. From three bicycle kicks. Um, but yeah, I'll take it. Because he got a bonus as well, so, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. Gary, I'm guessing your highlight might be in the same game. Yeah, so we, we all became Burnley fans for a, for a, a day, didn't we? Because I, I had Pope and Wood. Um, so I, I was kind of annoyed when Norwich started having players sent off because I think Pope would have probably made a few saves and got, like, a, a, a few bonus points. If, uh, um, But, yeah, anyways... We were all kind of cheering on different players. And I noticed in our joint team, but also in Matt's team, they brought in Eric Peters. And he's not really a player I'd, I'd noticed much before. Um, but I, much to my disgust, he was already on for three bonus points. And then he put probably one of the worst crosses of the game week in um, into the box. It was pretty much an empty box. He, he put the cross into a nice area, but there were no Burnley players attacking it. And then Godfrey just decided to um, just maybe he got bored of um, not getting many chances at the other end and just slotted it past uh, Tim Krull uh, with a, like an ice cool kind of striker's finish. But kind of you need to turn him 180 degrees in the opposite direction. So it, to my disgust, Peter's got um, an assist for for that appalling cross. Um, and he got 12 points for the match, which uh, who knows when, when it comes with, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about our league a bit later, but with it being so tight at the top, if Matt wins by a couple of points, it'll be the Eric Peters title this season. I think <laughs> I had, uh, I, I had, uh, I can't even remember his first name. Kevin Long was my pick of uh, the Burnley uh, players to bring into my team, partly because I had to get rid of a, a cheap defender. Um, I, no, I think I had to get rid of Walker because he, I wasn't sure if he was going to start or not, and I need the cash. Um, and I went for Kevin Long, looked at the stats. Norwich conceded a lot of headed chances, a lot of set pieces. Kevin Long, I think end of last season, came in at the end of the season and got a goal. Um, one of the centre-backs couldn't afford Tarkovsky. Matt clearly didn't have the time to do any research. He's a busy man. He just thought, oh, I'll just put in a fullback. Phil Bardley never goes forwards. I'll put in Peters. Ah, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about FPL moments of the week? So, Ben, what's your FPL moment? Yeah, I'm, I might go back to 36 for my FPL moment. Um, one of those rare 
um, weeks where I chose my captain correctly. Um, I ended up on 52 total points. Um, chose Martial as, as captain where I think most people went, um, I think Fernandez or someone else. Um, and Martial was, was top scorer that week with a nicely taken goal against Palace. So that was probably um, my FPL moment of the week. Yeah, nice. How about you, Gary? Um, I'm afraid I completely wasn't listening to your question. So I, I jumped straight in with my <laughs> FPL moment, which was, uh, <laughs> which was Peter's. So uh, my, my non-FPL moment was, um, was Big Atty Nuiu, uh, Sheffield Wednesday centre-forward. Uh, he, he divides a lot of opinion at, at uh, Hillsborough. And, but um, yeah, we had a pretty pathetic 5-3 defeat at Fulham um, this week. But Nuiu scored twice, uh, which meant he scored, now scored 50 goals for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, if, and if, if anyone hasn't seen Atty Nuiu play before, basically I'll try and describe him. He's like a a six foot six kind of Kosovan slash Austrian. Um, until last week, he had a great big beard. Uh, he's kind of wears his hair in a little bit of a bun as well. He, he, he's like, yeah, almost the same height as Crouch, but, but built like a kind of a brick outhouse. And he doesn't really kind of run. He just kind of lumbers around the pitch. <laughs> he can't really sprint. Um, he, he's, he just kind of, he, he's like, uh, he's a fixture in our team. We just bring him on for the last 20 minutes, lump it up to the big man. Um, he has actually got quite a, a bit of skill and strength. He can hold the ball up, but but I've never seen a footballer as lacking in mobility. Um, but then occasionally he'll produce these these goals out of nowhere. So so for him, he's, it's taken him seven seasons, but to get to 50 goals was a, was a big achievement. Ah, that's a nice moment. Um I, I've kind of done the same with you, Gary. I, I've mixed up my FPL moment with my football moment. So um, to go along with you, I will also do my, my football moment. So mine was the uh, semi-final in the FA Cup for Arsenal against Man City. I think uh, I'm a big fan of the Football Ramble podcast, which I highly recommend uh, to listeners. It's it's not FPL-based. It's just, uh, just about football. And it's uh, originally kind of four, four friends uh, – using that awful word bantering about football and they were very rude about Arsenal's chances probably fair fairly um you know saying let's be honest Arsenal aren't going to win this this is ridiculous why are we even talking about this and I think everyone thought that I think oh, maybe I thought that as well and yeah we we didn't just nick uh the result we played better we were tactically better uh David Luiz I think is probably the best player in the league and <laughs> it's him or Aubameyang they're up up there together and yeah what a performance it was exciting and the I think the key is clearly Martinez Ben's Ben's big man at the back yeah I was watching it and strangely um cheering on Arsenal must is there a case where Martinez is better than Leno I don't know I think for me when a shot comes in uh, against Martinez, he tries to hold on to it. And I haven't seen him drop one yet. And it just, yeah, he's got the kind of the semen effect of just diving and catching a ball. And, and he's so calm with his feet. You saw Arsenal's um, goals, you know, a lot of them playing from the back. And, you know, Mustafi and the Arsenal back line haven't looked that calm with Leno playing out from the back. Leno is supposed to be good with his feet, but hasn't actually been that good since he's played for Arsenal with his feet he looks a bit nervy whereas Martinez is cool as a cucumber so that's a I think that's a big part of how Arteta probably wants to play so yeah I would I would say maybe sell Leno yeah just go all in on Martinez one interesting thing I heard about what Arteta's been doing with Arsenal is that um they, they kind of there's this talk about playing playing out playing out from the back against the press, but basically he's been saying he's been trying to coach the Arsenal players to not to pass the ball until they've committed one of the opposition players to kind of come to them and mark them. It, so it's almost like was it the rope dope the uh, Muhammad Ali tactic against George Foreman where he just absorbed the punches, absorbed the punches, but it's almost like letting them letting them come at them, letting them expend energy. 
Um, so it, it's it's trying to it's trying to make that make them commit themselves and then pass it. Um, and it, it seems I, I, I must have confessed I was only kind of half watching the match yesterday. I've, I've kind of had a bit of football fatigue um, kicking in over the last couple of weeks. But it, it, it seemed that they were there was a lot of Arsenal almost in their own penalty box trying to trying to pass it out from the press. And um, but but yeah, if you can break through that, then Abamyang got two on goal kind of several times. So it's it's quite interesting. Uh, the, the more man, the more teams get accustomed to Man City, basically, is what I'm saying. The more they're coming up with new and novel ways of, of playing them, and um, we've seen it with Southampton recently, and now we've seen it with with Arsenal. Yeah, I think maybe maybe to be fair as well, City's pressing wasn't the most uh, spirited in the world, so maybe they're a bit jaded. But yeah, it's whatever Arteta's doing is definitely working, and I'm enjoying it. Um. Okay, should we should we take a, a break? And when we come back, we're going to look ahead to the big final game week of the season and try and build a, a free hit team. I've got to pick out one individual because we talked about him being thrown in the deep end before the match. Adrian, big night for him. He really, he really enjoyed himself. What a story! <laughs> Adrian! Like Rocky! After he lost against Apollo Creed, I think. Okay, we're back and... How we're going to do this is a lot of people are going to be playing a free hit. If they're not going to be playing a free hit, they're still going to be trying to work out who are the players to bring in. Maybe they've got two transfers. Maybe they're going to spend four points and bring in three players, a little mini wild card. So we're going to go through each of the fixtures and try and pick out two players to be in consideration for our free hit team. Um, so, Ben, you're up first with Arsenal against Watford. Yeah, I think this is a, a really good fixture for um, free hitters looking for differentials because I think most teams right now don't have a lot of Arsenal players. Um, and depending what is happening at Watford, they could be safe by by Sunday. They may not be. I'm, I heard, I've read some news that they potentially sacked Nigel Pearson. They, they have sacked him, yeah. Um, so what? What is this? Their third manager? This I've lost track. Maybe the third manager this season. I'm not sure. So they could be in disarray. Who knows? Um, Arsenal clearly playing well, beat, beating Man City. I think will be um, kind of full of confidence. Um, so Arsenal's definitely, um, I think, a good team for free hitters. Is one that I'm looking at. Um, I have to start with Martinez. I think he is a good goalkeeper. Um, for free hitters, um, only 4.4 now, um, still really good value. And I think you, uh, the FA Cup semi-final showed that you know Arsenal a lot more defensively solid. And then the other the other player that I think is a good pick, mainly for ceiling, um, high point ceiling is Aubameyang. Um, still pretty expensive, 10.9 premium. Um, Hasn't had too many double-digit hauls recently in the Premier League. Um, but if you just kind of need to roll the dice, he does have obviously a really high ceiling where he could, he could have one of those massive hauls. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think those are probably my, my two picks for, for Arsenal. Not picking anyone from Watford. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. I know you have a lot. I know you have a lot of Watford players. Um, I know Watford. I think Watford might be a little bit of a bogey team for Arsenal. Duncan can can confirm where like Troy Deeney loves to stick it up them or whatever. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's stick it on them. I don't think he wants to stick it up. Um, they don't yeah, like I, it up them. They don't like that's, it up. That's them. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I would. I think an Arsenal thrashing could happen. Well, I I agree. Are you not worried a bit about rotation before the FA Cup final, especially Aubameyang being rested before the semi-final? Um, I, I was I was looking into this, and I think they have a full week rest, which is a, a lot. Um, which is yeah, a lot long. It's six days. It's on six set. days. It's the first of August, the FA Cup final. So yeah, six yeah. days. And I think once you have a week's rest, I think most managers want you know to keep the rhythm going versus like giving Aubameyang like a two week break. But there, there probably is some risk that if they're winning comfortably, they take they take some of their key players off. 
Um, but the gamble would be hoping he does enough damage before before he gets rested. The the other thing in Aubameyang's favour is we, we've got one of the best races for the Golden Boot in years this season. So Vardy's leading on 23. Uh, Ings in second place on 21. I don't know the last time we had two English um, players at the, in, in the first and second. But Aubameyang is just one more behind on 20. And Vardy's already played his game week 37. So Aubameyang's potentially got Villa and Watford. So they, there could be some goals in those two games. Um, and then you've even got Salah. Yeah, you've, you've even got Salah on 19. So it's kind of a four-horse race. Um, but Aubameyang out of those four would be the one I'd back to score the most goals, I think. I guess it's dependent on that um, Arsenal-Villa game. If Aubameyang gets maybe one goal in that, then or a couple of goals, then he's in contention, isn't it? Um, but moving on from Arsenal and Watford, Gary, what about... Uh, oh, no, it's me. <laughs> Burnley, I was hoping to pass this one on to you. It's Burnley versus <laughs> Brighton. And I've got to pick out two players. So uh, I'm going to let you guys in, especially you, Ben, which is really annoying for me. Uh, considering we're going head-to-head in this final game week and you've got a free hit to play. Um, did you see Chris Wood's interview after the game about Nick Pope's clean sheets and the fact that he's going for the golden glove? Yeah, they, they all really want to help him, right? Basically, he said, we'll, we'll fight like dogs or something like that to, to make sure he gets the uh, he's in contention for the golden glove by getting a clean sheet against Brighton. So it sounds like that's their motivation rather than, you know, you know, let's just take our foot off the gas and try and score loads of goals. It sounds like they're going to do what Burnley do best and try and keep a clean sheet. And Brighton uh, haven't really been at the races. I think they've had their flip-flops on for a little while now. So, yeah, I think I've got to pick out a, a Burnley defender. Maybe, maybe I go Pope um, because he's been an absolute hero this season. It's 15 clean sheets so far. Um, uh, yeah, surely the best keeper to have, set and forget. If if you've done that all season, congratulations to you. So I'd say Pope, and then I'd probably double up on another Burnley defender. And I'd go, if we can afford him, Tarkovsky, I think. Um, do you guys agree with that? I mean, it's a bit of much of a muchness, really, isn't it? It, it depends how dangerous Peters as crosses into nobody are going to be in the, <laughs> well, against, against Brighton. But yeah, I think I think yeah. Tarkowski is a bit of a he's a bit of a threat from set pieces as well, isn't he? So uh, yeah. he's a, he's a good one to have. Okay, um, anyone want to chime in with any others? I mean, Chris Wood fans, both of you, I know. No, I, I did have a a fun fact, not fun fact, but can you guess Nick Pope's age? Oh, is he twenty six ish? I'd say twenty four. Yeah, because everyone has this perception that Nick Pope is a, a young, up and coming goalkeeper. He's actually twenty eight, um, which I thought was a bit surprising. Anyway, that was my my fun fact. Yeah, I mean that that kind of it's kind of the start of the prime years for a goalkeeper, isn't it? Twenty eight. Yeah, unless you're David de Gea when it's. <laughs> Decline, is he 28? Sure. Is he 28? No, he's 29, but um, not not entering prime form right now. Yeah, he, he peaked early for a goalkeeper, didn't he? Yeah. Um, what about Chelsea Wolves, Gary? Can you pick out two from uh, this? Yeah, so I mean, I guess this is quite a tricky one to call because you've, you've got Wolves in the race for um Europe and you've got Chelsea obviously trying to cling on to the Champions League position. It depends if if Chelsea do get an unlikely win at Liverpool, they, they might already be in the Champions League. So they, they could afford to rest players in that case. Um I can see this being quite a tight game though, because we've kind of known that Wolves had this reputation for being tricky to um for the top teams to beat. And last season this was a one one draw. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you had a similar result again. Um, so in that in that game, Raúl Jiménez scored, and I'd, I'd, I would back Jiménez probably to score again in this game. I, I can see I can still see Wolves causing Chelsea problems, um, and he's kind of a 
he's kind of a bit of a stalwart for fancy fancy players, but he, he's probably not going to get you that big 15-point haul, but he's so consistent at getting sort of eights and nines with a, with one goal and a couple of bonus. Um, just to throw a spanner in the works, I'd completely forgotten that this game had happened, but I, was, I, I always like to check the previous um, results to kind of see the form. So that was last season at Stamford Bridge. Does anyone remember what the score was between Chelsea and Wolves this season at Molyneux? No. Nope. <laughs> it was it was five two to Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Abraham's hat trick. Yeah, Abraham scored a hat trick and an own goal. So he got four goals <laughs> in the game. Um so yeah, it was right back at the start of the season. Uh so I guess maybe if you really want to take a punt, that would put Tammy Abraham in the in the frame, although as we know, Chelsea have been kind of favouring Giroud in these last few weeks. Um, so if I was going to pick a Chelsea player, I'd possibly go for one of their midfielders instead. Um, as I say, I think Wolves might score, so I wouldn't favour their defenders. And then, yeah, bearing in mind, I guess Pulisic is the obvious choice, but bearing in mind, I think this might be Willian's last game or second to last game. I guess now he's got the FA Cup final, but his last game at Stamford Bridge. Maybe, he's definitely uh, going. I think I think so. I think there's been a lot of rumours. Um, so I, I would be surprised if he stays anyway. So, so I'd, I, I'm going to throw in uh, William as the second player for, for Chelsea. I, I feel like he might sign off with a, a trademark free kick or maybe uh, just an assist from a corner or something like that. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. He's got a good spread of chances, hasn't he, with his corners and free kicks. Yeah, um, but I mean, gen- generally, I might avoid this. If you were doing the free hit, I see that I see this as one-one this game. So it's it's one of those that there might not be anyone in double figures for this game. Okay, um, Ben, what do you reckon to Palace Spurs, the resurgent Spurs? Yeah, I think this is also another good fixture to target um, for differential free hit. Um, Palace, I think, fully fully on the beach. Spurs still fighting for Europe. A really good result against Leicester um, today where they, they put three past them. I think have to have to go Harold Kane at 10.9. He got um, his back-to-back braces now against Newcastle, Leicester. Um, so he's, he's, I think, a really good one on differential. And then the other big hitter I would go is Son, who got an assist today. Um, so he he has he's um, had three consecutive game weeks where he hasn't blacked now either got a goal or an assist. Um, so I think it's a little tricky because Spurs did well against Leicester today because they mainly hit them on the counter and against Palace I assume they'll have most of the possession where they look less dangerous. Um, but I think they're good gambles if you need to catch up a, a mini league leader, um, probably Kane and Son. I think honourable mention to uh, Serge Aurier, who I think you have Duncan. He got a clean sheet today. Um, always pretty high up the pitch. Um, looks like he's he's committed to kind of playing on, even though his I think brother died recently. Um, so he could be he could be a, a good one in defence. But I think if if people are trying to maximise the ceiling on their free hit, I, I can't see past um, Kane and Song. Starting to get just quite on... worried, <laughs> quite worried about Ben's free hit in the final game. With... I know I'm, I'm, u- I'm using this preview to really see that I'm on fear. It's working. It's working. Just on Son, I, I had I obviously knew he was one of the standout players in the Premier League, but I hadn't realised just quite how prolific he was in fantasy football. His his, his last three seasons: 174 points, 178, 159, and then this season he's already on 167. And he's never really played more than like 2,000 minutes, like just over 2,400 minutes is his most. So I think he's, he's kind of doing those big hauls off, probably only playing about three quarters of the games. Yeah, he really needs just a full season, doesn't he? Without being called up for military service or having a, a tournament out, out in the Far East or something like that. And maybe he could break the 200 barrier. Um. Okay, next up it is Everton Bournemouth, and this is one for me. Um, 
Uh, it's, this is really one I feel that it's difficult to preview without having uh, seen the game week 37 fixture for Everton. Bournemouth, <clears throat> less hard to preview because I think they have shown a lot of attacking intent. Didn't work out against Southampton, although they did score uh, late on to only to have it ruled out for VAR. Um, but Everton have just, yeah, been pretty pretty woeful recently um, and are very much just playing out the season, I think. So hmm, I would say probably Bournemouth have more to play for and are more motivated for this. So I'd probably go with Stanislas um, just because he's going to be on penalties. Okay, he might not get a huge amount of minutes. It might be around 60, 70 minutes. Um, but he has looked like their biggest threat, I would say, in the last kind of two or three game weeks. And that those penalties are quite important, um, especially if Everton uh, give away penalties like Luca Dina has been doing recently. Um, so, yeah, I'd say Stanislas and um, maybe I have to go with an Everton attacker just for the Bournemouth uh, defensive kind of injuries that they've got. I can I can feel, is that Gary desperate to say, come in if it, if you are desperate to mention someone? Because I'm clearly struggling with this fixture. I, I mean, well, I, was, I think I, it's obvious, isn't it? It's got to be Dominic Solanke. Oh, God, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what I was desperate to say was just it, it really depends. If, if Watford get anything from their game with City, then this becomes a, a meaningless game, like Bournemouth will be down. But if, if Watford lose to City, as expected, particularly if they lose by... Depends. If, if Watford only lose by one goal, then Bournemouth might be relying on goal difference. But if they get chunked by three or four, as they might do, then it, it could just be Bournemouth need to win. And, and they would expect Watford to lose against Arsenal. So it could be one of those really exciting games. We've seen them in the past, I think, at Everton before. It was that Everton had a game against Wimbledon where they needed to stay up. So it's, there seems to be a few, sometimes a few ones at Goodison Park where they um, it, it's like winner takes all or something. But um, I, it, it could be really exciting, this game, if, uh, if Watford get, a, get beaten by City. Well... Based on that, I think I'd go for another Bournemouth attacker and my favourite Bournemouth attacker. I think Callum Wilson has just not looked himself for so long now. Um, Solanke, as much as you guys love him, is not for me. Josh King, totally off form as well. I think David Brooks um, is the man who could make the difference. He might not get the minutes again, but... Uh, yeah, he's my you, you were giving that the big. You were giving that the big build-up, Duncan, and I was like, I was looking at the forwards. It's like he's ruled out Wilson. He's ruled out King. He's ruled out Solanke. It's like it's Surridge. So <laughs> that would be Maverick. No, it's too Maverick for me. It's their two kind of yeah, the two flashy midfielders, Stanislas and Brooks. But if we're honest, these these guys probably won't make the cut unless we have budget issues. Um, so next up is. Uh, <laughs> Leicester, Leicester Man U, I think it's me. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Gary. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I mean, this, this should be another cracker, actually. I've, I've had some good ones to preview here because, again, this potentially could be a winner takes all for the Champions League. It depends. Um, yeah, Man United have a game in hand on Leicester. So it depends on how Man United go uh, at home to West Ham. Actually, just seeing the fixture. So, so they should, if... At the moment, Man United and Leicester are on exactly the same goal difference. So even if, say if Man United beat West Ham, but only beat them 1-0 or 2-0, um, Leicester will still have it all to play for because they will be just thinking, we just need to beat Man United by whatever score they beat West Ham. Um, so, it, yeah, this this could be a really exciting game. I think, I mean, apart from the today's result and Man United getting getting done quite convincingly by Chelsea. Everything's pointing at Manchester United winning this. They've been on such good form since the restart. Um, whereas Leicester, it's been a bit of a car crash for them, hasn't it, since, since the restart. Um, I kind of just had a quick look at the previous fixtures as well. So this is one, this is a, this is a great game for um, Manchester United, actually. Uh, 
Leicester haven't won this game since September 2014. So even the season that they won the Premier League, they, they just got a couple of draws in this game, this fixture. And since then, they've lost this game like seven times out of eight. The last couple of those have been 1-0 wins to Manchester United. So the, the past form suggests tight game, Manchester United, maybe nick a goal on the counter-attack. Um, so... Bearing that in mind, I would say Martial, he's in such good goal-scoring form and he's done a few wonders recently. Um, but then I just have a bit of a sneaky feeling um, if Leicester were to pull off a shock in this game, it could be one of those where Schmeichel has, a, has like an incredible game, pulls off a few world-class saves and it, it, it denies Manchester United the Champions League, like Vardy or someone goes up the other end and scores. So I, I, I've just got a sneaky feeling that Casper Schmeichel might um, have, a, have one of those world-class games up his sleeve. Uh, so it's up to the Man U attackers, basically, to, to not give him the chance to be the, the hero. OK, what do you reckon, Ben? I mean, I, I, I watched Leicester today and with Wes Morgan, Ryan Bennett and Johnny Evans at the back, they're just so painfully slow that I think Manu, if if they're up for it on the counter, I think could really, really destroy them. <laughs> um, and so like, I think someone like Marcus Rashford could be actually really good in this game where like really pacey on the left against like Ryan Bennett and Wes Morgan. Um, I think injuries will make this a tough game for Leicester. Um, and even I, I might even shout out Harry Maguire against his old team, like scoring from a corner or something like that. Um, I think I just basically just think the matchup is really good for Manu. Um, so barring any injuries that happen this game week or like tiredness, I think Manu, Manu attackers are, are, I don't expect us to put too many past them, but I think are, are definitely decent shouts. Um, for scoring points, Gary, is he I, I must admit, to convince you. Wes Morgan is so yeah, slow. We, <laughs> we, we've got we've got to bear in mind the Wes Morgan factor, I guess. I, I I think this is one of these games where it's a real shame there's no fans because it's it's this night. If if it's like for Leicester, they've had this terrible run of form, but they go into this say say Man U beat West Ham two 0 Leicester have to win by two clear goals to to, to get into the Champions League. It'd be one of those, like the chance for the fans, for Leicester to cheer on Leicester into the Champions League, to, to get one over on Harry Maguire after he left them in the summer. It, it, they, they could really turn the ground into a bit of a cauldron and, and make it like a real big match atmosphere. But, but playing in front of empty stands would favour Manu. Yeah, so I, I don't know if we can break the rules and put a third player in, or if not, we can just take off Schmeichel. But I, I, think, I think Ben's convinced me, so maybe, maybe either Rashford or, or Greenwood we should, we should throw in as a, as a Manu forward. Which one of the two is your pick, Gary? Probably Rashford, I'd say. Okay, yeah, he feels like the man in form at the moment, whereas Greenwood's kind of lost it slightly. Okay, so maybe we get rid of Schmeichel, we pop in Rashford and Martial. Um, it's feeling pretty strong this team now Man City Norwich <laughs> do we have space for them Ben? I think this is the fixture that could potentially decide a lot of mini leagues and it basically is just completely pep roulette um, so I think a lot of people will be interested to see what team he rolls out against Watford and then basically, based on minutes, you have to guess who he's going to play against Norwich. Um, the, probably the safest pick is David Silva, because um, final game um, for City at their home ground. I think most people expect them to thrash them, which I fully expect. I mean, Norwich look like they've completely given up. But also, they're not really good at parking the bus and try and play football as well, which is a recipe for disaster against City. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'd try and guess, basically. I think I'd probably pick David Silva because probably most assured of minutes and then probably like Raheem Sterling as someone who has the highest ceiling. Um, but with Pep, you don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree on the David Silva pick, I have to say. 
um, last game for him at the club. And um, in their last game against Bournemouth, he was pushing very far forward. He took the free kick as well, um, which he scored, which was pretty impressive. But you've got to feel that there might be a slight party atmosphere for Silver. And if there's a penalty, maybe they give it to him and, you know, that kind of thing. You never know. I don't think they're I mean, going to I... do a John Terry and sub him off on, uh, I don't know what his shirt number is, but it's not going to be a 26-minute substitution. I, I just like to jump in because it's it's not so so it's his last game in in the Premier League, but obviously Man City still have the Champions League, and I think that this might be a this might be a deciding factor for the. I I, I think Pep Roulette will fully come into play for the Watford game, kind of just after the semi final, but for the Norwich match, it's on the twenty sixth of July. And then they don't play again till the 7th of August. And I know that, that, that with the second leg against Real Madrid. So bearing in mind that kind of 10, 12 day gap, they, they probably don't want to rest someone all the way from the Watford game to the, to the, to the Real Madrid game and have two weeks without any football. So I, I kind of expect pretty close to a first 11 for, for Man City against Norwich. That, that, would be the, that would be the only factor I'd say. There's also the possibility... But what is Pep's first 11? <laughs> I don't know. It definitely has De Bruyne in it. I don't know yeah. about the other 10. There's also the five substitutions and substitutions at half-time, which are extra. So, um, well, no, they don't add to the the five that you can make. But, you know, it might be just a continuation of what we've seen. You know, people get 45 minutes and they swap in and someone else gets 45 minutes. So everyone's getting game time. No one's waiting around for two mm. weeks, like Gary said. That is the risk, but I still, I, I still kind of expect what I expect him to do is he'll want to pick a really strong first eleven and blitz Norwich and yeah okay there might be four there might be three or four goals up after sixty minutes in which case then then yeah you you you're probably just gambling on Jesus or De Bruyne or Sterling you just want them to have a good sixty minutes basically um, but I'd, I'd say sixty minutes against Norwich is worth ninety minutes against most other teams. Are you happy with your Sterling and David Silva picks, Ben? Yeah, I, I'm fine with them. I think, I think most FPL players should figure out what players their rivals have and choose the opposite ones for differentials. Or the same if they're if they're all the, all the, yeah, all the same if they're ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is Newcastle versus Liverpool, and this is one for me, and I think it's. Uh, Pretty easy one, um, although it's going to make selection for us pretty tr- tricky because I, I think we've already got five midfielders in there. Um, oh, no, <laughs> we've got seven midfielders in there. I'd forgotten the Bournemouth boys. Um, so we might have to start looking at defenders um, because I think our midfield, <laughs> we've got four dis- defender spaces to fill up. Um, so on that, I think maybe Robertson's the man in form for Liverpool at the moment rather than Trent. So my vote would possibly be for him. Uh, So in his last uh, five games, he's had returns of five, five, nine and six. Uh, And you compare that to Trent, six, two, uh, one and zero. So, uh, yeah, he's looking, he's got a goal recently. He's got an assist. Well, he's got two assists recently. Um, so he's the man in form. So he would be my pick um, of the back line uh, for Liverpool. Um, and then I think I, th- I think that Salah or Mane really has to be considered. And I think again, if we can, uh, <laughs> if we can fit in a, another midfielder, um, the problem is we only have two fixtures after this, <laughs> so we have to pick all four defenders from. Uh, Southampton, Sheffield United, West Ham and Aston Villa, which is a little bit tricky. Um, yeah, I think I think Salah going for the golden boot, uh, like Gary was saying, is quite crucial. So depending on uh, who in your mini league has Salah and who has Mane and what you need to do, whether you need to catch up or whether you need to keep people at bay, I think one of Salah and Mane is kind of crucial for this fixture, despite the fact that... Um, Liverpool have been a form recently and not really at the races. Newcastle defensive problems are just so bad. Um, 
we don't know their result in game week 37, but it's not good. You know, Lascelles, Williams, Shaw, Clark, Dummett, uh, Lejeune as well. Uh, yeah, so it's it's not good. They're also missing Hayden, defensive midfielder, Longstaff. Um, yeah, it's defensively, it's pretty nightmarish for Newcastle. So um, I would say Salah going for that golden boot is is one to include. Do you think that's fair, guys? Do you think we can jiggle around the team and fit in some defenders somehow elsewhere? I can I can give you a couple of defenders for the for the next game. But so so you went for Salah and did did you say Robertson in the end? Duncan? Yeah, Robertson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about the next game then, Gary? Who have we got? Southampton okay, well, Sheffield United. Yeah, Southampton Sheffield United. There's there's not much past form to give on this one because obviously Sheffield United quite new to the the Premier League. Uh, it was a one nil away win for Southampton back in September, uh, with Gineppo scoring the goal. Um, but I I think with this one you you've got two really organised teams. You've got Southampton, who obviously like have this hard pressing style, and they've got some really good results recently, uh, finishing the season strongly. And then you've got Sheffield United, um, still on the fringes of the race for Europe, and um, obviously really well drilled. They're kind of a very good shape, and they're very hard to break down. So I could see this being quite a tight game. Um, I guess the obvious attacking choice would be Danny Ings, particularly if he's chasing the the golden boot. Um, he's so currently two behind, so he might he might still have a shout. Although he'd need to, yeah, he'd need to get at least two to tie um, with with Vardy. Um, so instead, I think we'll look at the defenders, particularly as we need some defenders. So Sheffield United have had so many high scoring defenders. Um, I think that their wing-backs, particularly now Lundstrom, seems to have fallen out of favour. He's not played 90 minutes for um, a good four or five weeks. And their wing-backs are the best the best option. Uh, so you've got Baldock and Ender Stevens. I think of the two, Ender Stevens is probably just a little bit better footballer. So um, I'll, I'll throw in Ender Stevens for Sheffield United. Um, but then I think Southampton... Okay, they've had a terrible home record, but they, they've just shown signs that they're starting to tighten up at the back. Um, so perhaps as an enabler, we, we, we can go for Jack Stevens, 4.4 million. Um, so he didn't play the last home game against, against Brighton, but he's played the other previous four games, including the 1-0 win over City they had at home. Um, so, so yeah, I'll throw in Jack Stevens as the, the second choice. Nice, yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, what about the final game, uh, Ben? West Ham Villa. Is there is there anything apart from Antonio in this game? We can't we can't have another midfielder, surely. <laughs> um, I, I don't think this is a. Have, a have we lost Ben there? Oh no, have we no. lost me. Um, yeah, I don't think I think this is a particularly tempting fixture for for free hitters because you've got Villa who will be, depending on how results go, desperate to try and get a result. West Ham don't really have much to fight for. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like I would avoid this fixture, but if you had to pick, then, like you said, <laughs> Antonio is probably the man. <laughs> um, and if not Antonio, I think we all like kind of Suchek as like a budget enabler. Oh, yes. F 4.8. He's so good at heading. He's so good in the air. It's, it's incredible. Um, he is like a defensive midfielder playing in the number 10 role or attacking midfield, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. That's so David Moyes. <laughs> it's the new Fellaini. New, yeah, David Moyes is new Fellaini. Yeah, those would be the two. I, I don't really fancy West Ham defenders because I think Villa will be desperate to score and they, they have been scoring. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, Duncan. I'm not. I'm not giving you any defenders from this game. That's okay. Um, so to kind of sum up the players that we have, uh, we've got Pope and Martinez in goal. Uh, that does feel, you know, fairly doable as a two. Uh, although, um, if we have to go for budget, maybe we drop Martinez for a, you know, a three point nine or something like that, just so we can feel the first team because this is a free hit team. It's not a um, a bench boost team. Then we've got Tarkowski, 
Robertson, Stevens, uh, Stevens, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's it for the back line. So we're missing one defender, but obviously that could be a, a 4.0 lamp tea or something like that. Then we've got Sterling, Son, Martial, David Silva, Willian, Salah, <laughs> Stanislas, <laughs> Brooks, Antonio, and Suchek. So you can see what an issue this is fitting in the midfielders for this free hit team. Um, up front, we've got Abamyang, Jimenez, Kane, and Rashford to choose from. Um, so how do you want to do this? Do we each pick... Uh, yeah, do we each pick maybe three players that we want to definitely have in our team and then we work around that? Or two players maybe that we definitely want to have each? Um, if I come to you first, Ben, do you have two in mind that you think have to play? Yeah, I think the first two on my team sheet would be Salah against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And then, who were the city mids we went with? Sterling and David Silva. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah, then I go Raheem Sterling. Okay. How about you, Gary? Um. Hmm. I think. I think I go with Martial because, bear in mind, he's just slightly cheaper as well than some of the others, and yeah. we think Manu might might win at Leicester. Um, I can see us having Suchek in the end just to, just to afford the rest of them. Uh, but maybe, um, are, we, are we just doing midfielders now or forwards as well? No. Well, I mean, that might be sensible, but no, it's anyone on the whole pitch. Okay, well, I think we've got, we've pretty much got the defence and the, go- the goalkeeper sorted. So I'd maybe say Abamyang at home to Watford. I, I, I'd, like, I'd like him the most. Okay. And then for me... Uh, yeah, you're right, Gary. We've got the defenders kind of sorted. We just need an extra one to fill up. Got the goalkeeper sorted. Uh, up front, we're choosing between Jimenez, Kane and Rashford. I think Harry Kane has to be in there on form at the moment and up against the Palace team who are leaking goals. And they've just lost uh, Patrick Van Aalholt. So they're playing a youngster at left back. Um, and did Gary Cahill... <laughs> Gary Cahill. Um, Gary Cahill, did he go down a Cahill uh, of hamstring pain? It, so he's their kind of best centre-back, best defender probably, so he's gone as well. So that that's even riskier for them. So I'd say Kane has to be included as my, my first one. Uh, my second one, I would probably say, ooh, hmm, maybe... Maybe Son, just to cover those points, just in case, because I think that's a pretty prime fixture. Um, and he's on great form as well. So um, it seems to be if Kane scores, Son is involved. And um, yeah, if one of them blanks, the other one definitely won't. So those are my two. Okay, so looking at our team kind of setting up, uh, we want to play three at the back. I'm guessing that's going to be Tarkowski, Robertson and Stevens from Sheffield United and play Stevens from Southampton as first on our bench. And then we can throw in a 4.0 uh, defender as kind of fodder. We can put in probably Thomas is the only playing 4.0. I think Lamptey's gone up to 4.1. So Thomas at Leicester, um, hoping that he plays. But if he doesn't, probably won't make a difference. Um, we, we said that, that um, Chelsea... Uh, Wolves fixture we weren't too sure about we thought it might be quite low scoring so maybe we get rid of Jimenez Um, uh, we could save some money there and play five in midfield because we've got so many midfielders to fit in as we discussed does that seem fair guys? Yep sounds good to me Um, we are strapped for cash (laughs) we are pretty seriously strapped for cash at the moment so to fit in all these big hitters in midfield I think we need to get rid of Pope and play Martinez against Watford and bring in a a 3.9 goalkeeper like Martin from West Ham just to save some cash and hopefully still get that clean sheet because we don't need both of them, do we? We don't need an expensive Mm. goalkeeper sitting on the bench. Yeah, agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So 
that leaves us with uh, we've got two spaces to fill. Uh, we've got a midfield space to fill, and we've got an upfront space to fill. But the problem is we have 5.6 left in the bank, so we need to save on one of our big hitters somewhere. Um, do you think maybe we save on Robertson against Newcastle because because maybe we just want to maximise midfield and attack, and you know a Liverpool out of form is not that important. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. If if you if we want the highest ceiling for this team, you turn Robertson into I think another Burnley, like Eric Peters. Well, we play yeah, we play we play Stevens then, don't we? I think both Steve, we play Stevens and Stevens. Is there another Stevens? Could we put in maybe a third one? <laughs> there must be uh, sorry, Stephen Taylor doesn't play anymore. There must be some Stevens. <laughs> there must be some other Stephen. <laughs> we need to find someone with a first name, Stephen. Oh, oh no, no, I remembered. Uh, it's Kevin Long. It's not Stephen Long. Okay, I, I agree. Let's put in a Burnley defender. So we've got to pick between Long, Peters, or Bardsley. Uh, Whoever's the cheapest. <laughs> Peters or Long. Let's go Peters because he's the hero of the hour, isn't he? The bastard. Um, okay, <laughs> we've got eight point three now for uh, two for a midfielder and a striker. It sounds like we can put in Greenwood because uh, he's cheap as chips, isn't he? Uh, but that only leaves us with 3.6 for a midfielder. Damn it. Um, so we need a, a get, forward cheaper than Greenway. I, I guess, is this someone just for the bench? Um, yeah, if we're playing 3-5-2, it is just someone for the bench. But if we're playing five in midfield, it's going to have to be a pretty cheap uh, midfielder. I mean, Stanislas and Brooks are, are going to be cheap, aren't they? Um, if we get rid of Tarkovsky for long, um, I mean, it's not hopefully not going to be a huge difference if you're doubling up on Burnley at the back and that fills that Pope hole that we had. Um, we've got 4.7 for a midfielder and maybe maybe we play Greenwood and we hope for, like Ben was saying, the pace of uh, Wes Morgan to be troubled by Greenwood. And Four points, young... so we're, we're one off, we're one off Suchek then. We're just points one off oh. Suchek. Suchek for the bench. Um, or or to start, that's a good fixture, isn't it? Um, let's see how much is Stanislas. He's five point eight, so he's and Brooks is six point one. Okay, so they're out of out of the running. <clears throat> We've got to save a bit of cash somewhere, haven't we, to to fill in Suchek? Maybe Ben, what do you think? If we're point one off Suchek, I think you you turn your Leicester player Thomas into a non-playing. I think oh, we can you, afford you a can non-playing turn him into 3.8. Ash, Ashley Williams is 3.9. You turn him into a, a 3.9 fodder and then get Suchek. Who's Ashley Williams? Is it Ashley Williams? <laughs> uh, Brandon Williams, sorry. <laughs> Brandon oh, Williams. <laughs> Ashley Williams just played for Swansea, didn't he? In the, uh, yeah, the Welsh <laughs> centre-back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, bring him in. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, still, he's still... I saw him play against Wednesday a couple of weeks ago. He's playing in the Championship for somebody. It escapes me who, but yeah, he's still playing in the Championship. I saw him in a shopping uh, centre car park about a year ago, but that doesn't help us here. Um, okay, so yeah, Brandon William com comes in and we have enough money for the heading hero. Um, it's Suchek. Do we, do we play Suchek over Greenwood? I mean, it doesn't matter because we're not actually playing this team, are we? <laughs> we, have to, we, have, we have to because Greenwood wasn't chosen as one of our one of our original big hitters. So I think we've got to go with Suchek. Oh, Suchek was, wasn't he? Okay, there you yeah. go. So Greenwood on the bench, first sub. That's a pretty strong first sub to have, isn't it? Okay, so our team is uh, Emmy Martinez in goal, the hero of the hour. Um, then we've got Stevens from Sheffield United. We've got Peters from Burnley. Gary, who do we have next? Do we have Jack Kevin Stevens, Long as well? Oh, you think... I thought we had Jack Stevens from. No, did we get rid of him for Southampton? No, no, we've, we've still got we've got a choice between yeah. Jack Stevens at Southampton or Kevin Long at Burnley. Do we double up on Burnley or do we go Burnley, Sheffield United, and Southampton defense? I'd spread it out. I'd go with Jack Stevens. Okay. And then in midfield, we've got Sterling, Son, Marshall, Salah, 
and then captaincy on Suchek, I'm assuming. <laughs> then we've got Ober and Kane up front with Greenwood on the bench. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to do any more work now, Ben. Your free hit team is kind of sorted, isn't it? Yes, yeah, pretty scary team. It's pretty terrifying. How do we fit all those big hitters in? <laughs> Ober, Kane, Salah, Marshall, Son, Sterling. That's terrifying. Um, there you go. Well, we will we will take a break, and when we come back, we'll have a look at the penultimate listeners league, um, and we're also going to try and catch Andy with our joint team. Hey Gary, how are things doing in the listeners league? Well, I think I think it's all about the battle at the top in the listeners league. So we've we've basically we we've got like a, a couple of players with like a 30, 40 point cushion. So it's it's Dave Haskins with Goodnight Irene and Harry Quinn with Matic of the Day. Um so they've only had like one or two players play each. At the moment, Dave Haskins has a seven point lead with eleven players to play over Harry Quinn, who has 10 to play. Uh, Dave Haskins has gone Fernandez as captain, and Harry Quinn has gone Martial as captain. So perhaps that will be the key battle, which Manchester United player will get the most points. Other than that, they do have a few. They, they both have Alexander-Arnold. They both have Doherty. They both have De Bruyne. Um, so there's quite a, it's quite evenly matched between those two teams. Uh, in third place at the moment, I, I don't know if this is a season high position, but um, Dunk, one Duncan Struthers with Drop the Dendonka. Um, Get in. So you're just 39 points off Dave, Hos- Dave Haskins That's in That's first nothing. place. That's absolutely nothing. You, five of your team have played already, but you've used your bench boost. So you still have 11 players to play. Uh, so you are hoping on. Mboli, Traore, Fernandez, a few of the other differentials there to to catch you up because uh are you he's gone Fernandez as captain, Dave Haskins, and you've gone Martial, so yeah, coming Martial can do his magic. Yeah. I've got you in my um, sights. Yeah, and, and then other than that, I don't I don't think there's any point saying the top scorer so far because basically nobody's played in most of the teams. Um I guess just to say, yeah, we, the, the the mini league between the, the the five pod regulars is really hotting up. So, so Duncan has opened up a um, a sixteen point lead on Matt. Matt is in sixth place at the moment in our listener league on two thousand two hundred and four. He shouldn't and, really get a mention if he's outside the top five. I should just say that. Yeah, <laughs> and then just scraping into the top ten at the moment on two thousand one hundred and ninety six is Ben. So for the eight points back, so it's it's really all to play for. And then struggling, but scraping into the top 20. I'm in 17th uh, at the moment, but I'm a further 30-odd points back from Ben. Um, 28 points back from Ben. So um, Triple captaincy to play. Yes, that's my, that's my last hope in, uh, in game week 38. But, uh, so, other, so, yeah, other than that, we are, of course, we'll, we'll come on to the joint team in a minute, but there's that heroic battle going on between Andy who's currently 52nd in the Listener League, and the the Hive Mind team, which is 55th in the Listener League, just 20 points off Andy. Uh, so can either of them make it onto page one in the top 50? Let, let's let's find out. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing about this Listener League, uh, the at FPL FF Fanatics Podcast League. If you're ahead of the joint team, then you're fine, you're safe. But if you're below it, you're relegated. Maybe that's the way. It's it's like people who sweep people up at the end of a marathon. That's what the joint team is. And without further ado, <laughs> Ben, <laughs> the joint team, how do we do? How are we doing at the moment? A um, bit of genius on the joint team this week. So we've bench boosted and we used our last transfer to get in uh, Peters <clears throat> for Lascelles. So Peters has 12 points. Um, so... We're currently on 23 points with our bench boost. I can run through our team. Um, McCarthy with uh, seven points in goal. We have Trent, Bolly, Egan to come. Uh, then Pulisic, Salah, David Silva, Captain, Fernandez, uh, Greenwood, Vardy, Jesus. And then on our bench is Dean Henderson, um, Harvey Barnes, Joe Gomez, and uh, hero of the day, Eric Peters. 
So we, I think we're out of chips now, but um, how do people want to use our final um, transfer of the season? I think we've talked a lot about some potential differentials to catch Andy in the free hit discussion. Um, but yeah, what are people thinking on what is the right move? How are we lining up at the moment? I think I'm assuming we're going to play double Liverpool defence uh, with Gomez coming in alongside Trent, right? Yeah, I think what how we line up is um, McCarthy and Henderson play each other. So it, who do we think will keep the clean sheet there? Um, then we'll have our two Liverpool defenders against Newcastle. I think we'll play Eric Peters against Brighton at home. Uh, we have Pulisic against Wolves, Salah against Newcastle, David Silva against Norwich, Fernandes against Leicester, Greenwood against Leicester, Vardy against United, Jesus against Norwich. I, I would say maybe Vardy is the one that looks like we could probably get yeah, um, can, some more upside, but we'd probably have to take a hit. Can, can we can we afford Aubameyang for Vardy? Not without a hit. Uh, not without getting someone else out. And there's no point. Which maybe what maybe worth it. I don't know. There's no point getting and, rid of Pulisic because if we're bringing in a Man City midfielder, there's no one really you can afford that's going to come in for Pulisic for that money, is there? Unless you want to take a gamble on uh, Fodinho. Oh, Fodinho. Yeah, that's a good point. Although Andy has Fodinho. Yeah, mm. I'd, I'd stick. I'd stick with Pulisic. I, th- I think that he's he's looking right. I'd, it, it depends how we're going to. If I, I see that Manu Leicester being like a narrow win to to Manu, but if you think that Manu are going to destroy Leicester's makeshift defense, we could potentially bring Rashford in for Vardy. But uh, oh, yeah, that that's an interesting one. What do you think? Ben? It just feels like I don't know. It feels like Kane or Aubameyang has the biggest ceiling, which we would need to catch Andy. Yeah, we do need to go big, don't we? And we should probably captain that person. <laughs> I think we have maybe a slight preference for... Who do we prefer? Should, should, Aubameyang or Kane? Should, should we make a decision, but, but kind of leave it 50-50 with the listeners to, keep, to leave Andy in suspense if he's listening in for an a advance notice on uh, whether, we go, whether we're going with captain in Aubameyang or Kane? I think the... I've thought about this recently. Andy has the login details for the joint. <laughs> <laughs> so the okay. all kind of mystery goes out the window, I think. So he could um, log in and sabotage our team. Like he could. Shane Long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would, I think he'd, he'd be banned from the podcast if he did that. I mean, Duncan, you're, you're an Arsenal supporter. Who do you think can score more? Or Birmingham or Kane? I think with the FA Cup final, uh, possibly being a factor maybe they'll think Oba has had 70 minutes 60 minutes we're winning this easily now let's take him off um and let's give Nikesia a run out so he gets a bit of time before the FA Cup final before he comes in and scores his hat-trick so I would say Kane he's the man with two braces in his last two and he's playing Crystal Palace who have nothing to play for and no defenders left so They've also been on horrific goal conceding form. Um, so I would go Kane myself. Gary? Yeah. Okay, so so Kane for Vardy. That's um and it obviously strengthens the team, I think. So um I'm I'm happy with that. We're, it's a bit it's a bit risky taking a four point hit at this stage, but we're we're backing Kane is gonna more than make can up I, for that. Can I also say if we do it for a hit, and we get rid of Harvey Barnes. We can bring in Suchek. <laughs> oh, okay, no, yeah, that's uh, let's I mean, just that's do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no brainer. That do works we, out nice money wise too. Do we wait because it's it's quite a long time until game week thirty eight? Uh, or are we going? Yeah, let, let's. Are we going to forget? <laughs> yeah, really let's. We'll, we'll say provisionally that's our team, but but pending any injury because it'd be stupid to do that now and. Suchek gets injured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a disaster <laughs> if Suchek gets injured. Um, or particularly if any of our city players, um, like David Silva or Jesus, get injured, or or indeed Aubameyang, yeah, yeah. he's, he's got another game. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's still. It looks like a strong team. How are we so far back? Um, 
maybe it's the fact that it's, we all have conflicting ideas. <laughs> it's the Isaac Hayden days in our midfield that's that, that set us back. Maybe I don't know. That cost us, yeah. Um, if you don't follow us on Twitter already, give us a follow at FPLFFFanatics. It's not going to be long before the Premier League and fantasy football is back in early September. I think it's September the 12th. Um, so a short break of Champions League tournament football and then we'll be back. So uh, follow us on Twitter. And if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we'd really appreciate it. And the more lessons we can get, uh, better we feel. So we'd really appreciate that. Um, thank you for your insight, Gary. Uh, thanks, Duncan. And uh, I think you mentioned recently we got up to 20,000 listens recently. So uh, thank you, everyone who's listening to our stream of consciousness uh, nonsense. It's much appreciated. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for your insight, Ben. You're welcome. I'm, I'm kind of nervous now. I hope Man United can overcome Suchek on Wednesday. That's a tall order. It's a really tall order. And he's a tall man, isn't he? Duncan, I, 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 had, I just had a crazy thought. I don't know if this is too, too far gone, but um, like almost like a live podcast for the final game of the season. Final game of the season. What, what, what are your oh, thoughts on that? That would be that would be amazing because they're all playing at the same time, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it might not be. <laughs> it might not be. <laughs> it might not be great in, listening. Yeah, we're, it we're might just not all be watching great Jeff Stelling. But to um, be honest, you know, are, are the final podcast once funny fancy football? Uh, done and dusted are they the greatest listening in the world because you've either won and you don't really care and you've got the, the cash from the mini league or you've lost and you don't want to hear a thing so uh, I'm up for that that sounds brilliant uh, literal stream of consciousness incoming <laughs> yeah what do you reckon Ben yeah I like it four o'clock Sunday uh, my in-laws are going to be delighted <laughs> <laughs> they're coming to visit all right we will hopefully speak to you then <laughs>